What's going on, guys? Thank you for tuning in to the Culture Jack Podcast. Today, we have on the episode The Falcon in Winter Soldier, episode two. What a crazy, crazy episode. So many character introductions. That's what the predominant focus of today's episode is going to be. Super excited to be talking about it with you guys here on the Culture Jack Podcast. I'm Anthony, I'm your host. And uh, as always, take a moment, make sure and follow us here on whatever platform you're listening to the podcast on. All right. I'm going to try to try to go through this as quick as possible because there's a lot of things to cover. Uh, and yeah, I want to make sure and try to highlight some of the, the bigger things, the bigger activities, the, the characters that were involved in this episode and the depths that the MCU reached with episode two of the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Now, <clears throat> because it's a solo episode, as I write this out, as I start thinking about this, it's like these, each episode I feel, not only with the Falcon and Winter Soldier, but also even with WandaVision, I'm sure with Loki, like you could sit there and maybe in the future uh, we'll have some time. We can hash out some of the details uh between Dustin and I on uh, some of these episodes because it just warrants more dialogue than uh, a single person, I feel like, because there's just so much going on. So kicking off this episode uh, of OTE here at Culture Jacked, if you guys have not seen The Falcon and Winter Soldier, there's going to be spoilers. I'm going to be talking in, in to some detail. I'm not going to walk through every sequence in the show because I just don't feel like that's the best way to do it. Um, but nonetheless, there's going to be spoilers. So if you haven't caught it, you may want to uh, watch the episode jump back here because not only am I going to highlight some of the things, but I'm going to give you a little bit of uh, backstory and a little bit of dialogue with what's happening because this episode uh, definitely gave a lot in a very short order with the uh, episode being less than an hour long. Uh, they definitely ran with several several things and it may have been hard to digest or understand uh where do these characters fit into the story so let's uh let's just start it off there um you know we've got two major things happening as far as i'm concerned from the hero side of the story in this episode of the falcon and winter soldier first and foremost as discussed in the last episode of ote uh, you know, we knew that the Falcon and Bucky were going to join forces. That's what we see. We we get them together finally, and their relationship is uh, what's going to make the show, in my opinion. You've got Anthony Mackie playing the Falcon, who is a, you know, a hero in one side, and we're starting to see his home life and kind of the struggle there. But nonetheless, it's... Anthony Mackie playing the Falcon in which he does an incredible job. He's kind of a quirky character. The same for Sebastian Stan, a.k.a. Bucky, a.k.a. the Winter Soldier, who is he's just trying to find himself. Uh, you know, he's been around for a long time. He was in the uh, he was the Winter Soldier and did the Hydra stuff. And he's trying to find the path forward. And now he has this opportunity to rejoin forces with the Falcon to figure out what the hell these flag smashers are doing. And some of the dialogue between the two is just 
it, it's perfect. It, it should be what it is. It should be fun. It should be uh, driven toward action. And that's what you get. And so as they uh, collaborate um, up front, there's not a lot of it simply because of the, the bigger story, I guess, that's being told. Um, to me, it was very welcoming. And as mentioned in the last episode, the way that they're shooting uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier is very Captain America-esque. It's very big screen action, hints of comedy, and it's done so well. You don't feel like, I didn't feel like in either one of these episodes that I was watching a TV show. I felt like I was watching almost like a mini movie because of how well the production quality is on these shows. So we've got up front, we get, the Falcon and Winter Soldier are finally working together, which was it's an important step to take. It's an important movement for these. Also, while and this is, you know, I don't want to go too deep with this. Also, while each has their own independent story from the stance of a hero or soon to be hero um, on why they're doing what they're doing and what they believe is the right thing. And then the. uh internal so that's kind of the external i'm a hero blah 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 the internal dialogue is also being played so it's a very smart well-threaded character development in my opinion for the two main characters as opposed to there being one and maybe the shallow depths we've seen with character development in the past so up front uh the Guys that are developing this, the producers, the writers, everybody is, in my opinion, spot on. It's a, it's giving us enough information to digest it and to care not only about the heroes that we see with the Falcon and Winter Soldier, but also that these guys have some stuff that's uh, that that's going on that's outside of uh, just them, you know, flying around beating up people or or what have you. So I wanted to address that. Because I feel like that is a incredible feat for developing these types of characters in cinema. And it's being executed so damn well. Moving on. We also got to see a lot more of John Walker, a.k.a. the new Captain America. So that story, the story of John Walker was from the 80s. It was when Captain America stepped down and... Uh, the Falcon had been and he was John Walker was US agent and all these other things. They haven't really gone into that and did not go into that as far as him being US agent before. But they did go into a couple of things. One, I appreciate the fact that there's scenes, um, especially like when he's in the locker room and he's talking about how he, you know, he's nervous. He doesn't know if he can fill the shoes and, you know, he puts the puts the Captain America stuff on and we get introduced to another character. And it's like, holy shit, how many people are we going to bring into this? So we finally get to see John Walker, but then we get to see Lamar Hoskins. And at first glimpse, you, I didn't think that he was going to be anything uh, like a big character. I thought he was just a, a guy that was helping Captain America get ready for a speech or Larry Walker or Larry Walker, John Walker get ready for a speech. John runs out to the stadium, does his thing, and he's sitting down with uh, the Good Morning America host, and they start talking. And, and another thing that I appreciate, so he's obviously being very humbled by the fact that, hey, I'm, I'm carrying the Captain America shield. I'm the new Captain America. 
And then they go, you know, the, the host of the show essentially says, wait a second, you know, uh, as he's having his humbling moments where, you know, uh, I'm going to do the best I can, yada, yada, yada. She actually, uh, or the show writers, whoever wrote this was smart because if you're like me and you watched the last episode and if you went on the internet, John Walker, even the character, the uh, actor, everybody was getting just bombarded with this is bullshit what are we doing this goofy captain america blah blah blah. um coming into this episode you see him doing that and you're like okay so this dude okay okay he's showing some empathy he's showing um that it's going to be a difficult task is you get to build it up a little bit but now the host is like wait a second you you know you're being very modest you're being very uh you, you're being very low toned about what your accomplishments uh, accomplishments have been as far as being a part of the US government and being a part of the military and and whatnot and then she highlights several crazy ass accomplishments that he has he has done throughout his career in the military and whatnot and that to me starts that uh, development on like okay so this guy isn't just some schmuck uh even though he kind of looks like a schmuck or at first glimpse you think he's a schmuck now we're getting okay he's nervous you're getting some of his side now you're getting a little bit of his backstory on what's building him up to be captain america and then the story continues obviously now um while this is happening obviously we've got uh bucky and falcon kind of commencing they're doing the research they're starting to figure out uh or dive into the flag smash organization what it is what's going on and as they're monitoring them um, one of the first notable things is holy shit these guys are superhuman they're or they have superhuman abilities such as super strength um and that's noted in a scene in the warehouse where they're watching him move like pallets of stuff to two guys and this and that and then there's a a funny sequence of events that leads them to try to help one of the people. And that is where probably one of the biggest fight scenes for this episode come in when they're on trucks and trailers and they're doing their, they're doing their deal. And I'm, and I'm going to jump around here. I know that some of the, some of the sequences aren't in line with the show, but nonetheless, they're in the show. Um, That's where, you know, one of the big, sequences come in and the falcon and, and winter soldier or bucky are uh engaged in combat with two tractor trailers full of what's believed to be uh stolen goods or, or what have you and uh it, it's a hell of a fight scene and then captain america jumps in and so we get to finally see what what he's capable or or incapable of and essentially between Captain America and at the time it's Lamar Hoskins, uh, they have a goofy fight with these folks. Uh, you know, John Walker wants to try to uh, essentially recruit or get the Falcon and get um, Bucky on board with the team there. And there's obviously some contention because uh the way that they tell it i like how they tell it because they're like what the fuck uh you can just see it with the way when there's dialogue being spun like these both of these guys falcon and and uh, bucky are like what the fuck is going on with this guy and his partner so now and it's just funny to me because i what i feel like is i feel like the old guard falcon and bucky are looking at the new guard 
John Walker and, and Lamar. Like, you guys are fucking copying what was already done. And there's even dialogue in there to where it where it comes together like that. And it's just kind of funny. Anyways, there's obviously banter back and forth. And it leads to um a little bit of camaraderie, but more or less the sense that it's like, dude, we don't wanna we don't wanna be a part of the US government. We don't wanna do this thing, we wanna do our thing. Um, you know, we're going after this organization for different causes to some degree. So after going through all of this, right, you're you're I think you're close to halfway through the episode or, or maybe more. And there's a lot of questions, right? I mean, we discussed what John Walker, who John Walker was in the last. I discussed briefly who that was. He was the again, I discussed it even a few minutes ago where he was a character from. um the 80s comics and that's that's more or less what happened but let's look into a couple of other things because right after that sequence there's another one that happens with another character that I want to talk about as well so let me find this and hope of this issue where I get everything I get everything lined up and then I mess it up okay so we have a new falcon is we know who uh bucky is a.k.a. the Winter Soldier. We, we've we got an idea who John Walker, a.k.a. U.S. US uh, agent. He's, you know, built up this insane resume. He's done crazy things. In fact, there's, there's several examples of and references to things that he's accomplished. So, okay, makes sense from a from a stance. And but who is Lamar Hoskins? That was that was one of the first questions I had as as you saw him again and again. And you're like, OK, and he says. I am Battlestar. So Battlestar is a fictional superhero appearing in American comic books published by Marvel Comics. I'm reading this via the intro net. Um, he became the fifth character to assume the alias Bucky before taking on the name Battlestar. Clee Bennett portrays the character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe television, The Falcon and Winter Soldier. Let me keep going here. Hold on. I have one of those that cut my article, cut my article a bit short. Um, so some of his abilities, so he was obviously in the, the military, um, has in this portrayal, and I'm going to try to keep it more to what we're seeing as opposed to diving into the, the history of it. Um, but he, his first appearance was in Captain America 323, November 1986. So again, and this is cool. So if you can semi pay attention to this. So, uh, John Walker is from the 80s comic run. And then Lamar Hoskins, a.k.a. Battlestar, is from the later, you know, 86 Captain America. So both of these characters were were in full force. They were they were building their character via the comics. But we all know that these aren't the comics. They they like to uh, take information and like to take story arcs and then make them more modern. But some of his abilities, because we didn't, I, I didn't really feel like uh, I got to see a lot of what Battlestar's capabilities are. But according to the comic, he was, his abilities were highly trained acrobat gymnast, exceptional hand-to-hand combat, superhuman strength, durability and resilience, enhanced endurance, peak level agility and reflexes, wields a near indestructible antimantium shield. So it's kind of funny because what it is, in my opinion, it's like 
moving stuff around. John Walker's a new Captain America, and Lamar, if they run off of this, would be like the the old school Bucky, um, not the Hydra Bucky, of course. And that's kind of what kind of what I think they may be going for here. So that's Lamar Hoskins, aka Battlestar. Um, so we'll have to see because we didn't get a lot of development, but what we did see was Captain America, the new Captain America, trying to do things. We also saw uh, his his new sidekick, Lamar Hoskins, a.k.a. Battlestar, doing things. And then we've got the the old guard who's like, dude, we've been there. We've done that, man. I mean, like, shit, we were fighting with the Avengers. We did stuff with Captain America. I mean, like, shit, Bucky and the Captain America have a relationship that's 100-plus years old <laughs> that started when they were... Uh, when they were recruits and even before they were recruits and then all these things happened, all the story that was told within Captain America happened. And I don't know, it's just awesome. And then uh, the Falcon came in, uh, you know, and, and was a good friend to Captain America shit while they were fighting Bucky and, and all of this. So it's just kind of a funny, it's funny if you consider that. And it's also funny because both of those characters were taken from the eighties comics um, and don't have, ultra lineage with steve rogers but they're not supposed to that's that's where i think people keep getting confused it's like um you know john walker and lamar hoskins aren't supposed to have in in fact they make a they make a thing that we don't know them even though it was kind of a douchey line but i really think john walker says in in a part of the show that i really think steve and i would have been good friends and i followed his career and i did this which is cool whatever but it's just the way that it was kind of portrayed i guess on cinema is just kind of douchey uh but funny nonetheless because the guys that did work with steve rogers for a very long time are the guys that you're talking to so it's like talking to um from a novice standpoint in the superhero world to the veterans and it's just i don't know i find it to be interesting anyways moving forward so we established the mar hoskins we already talked about john walker the next thing so the next sequence is one that I, I don't know. It was just kind of strange to me on, on, I, I wasn't sure what they were trying to do. We have Bucky and we have uh Falcon going to uh, a character named Isaiah's house and in route. And I don't know why, if they were trying to do like uh racial correction or whatnot, cause they're walking down the street and, uh, two young kids are standing there, and one of them says, hey, it's uh, Falcon, Black Falcon. And Anthony Mackie corrects him. He's like, hey, why why's it got to be black? Because I'm black. Um, should I call you black kid? And they kind of chuckle and laugh and uh, walk off. I'll go back to this in a moment. Um, because I'm not, I'm not real sure why it was thrown in there. I don't know if it was just extra, if they're trying to, if they're trying to show a point or if it's because of Isaiah. And I say that because maybe they were trying to hint or highlight, um, the controversy around where we're going to go here. So bear with me a moment. Okay. So I had no clue. Like I said, some of these characters, I have no clue who they are. I, I watched the episode just like you, maybe you, you know, maybe you don't. Um, but some information from Polygon was about Isaiah, which I was like, who, who is Isaiah Bradley? You know, and if you remember, he's the older gentleman that wanted nothing to do with Bucky or anything and was referenced as like the African-American or, or black Captain America in the show. And it was like, whoa, like, I, I don't recall this. 
Um, so here's a little dialogue about this. Um, Sam Wilson, let's see, it, it just goes into Sam Wilson had been Captain America and Bucky Barnes and the John Walker U.S. agent, but the episode two shows the star-spangled man, Bucky and Sam, uncovered one of the most devastating ch- uh, chapters a Marvel creature had ever introduced to Captain America's history, the first black Captain America, Isaiah Bradley. The story of Isaiah Bradley is really the story of truth, red, white, and black, a seven-issue miniseries written by late Robert uh, Morales and drawn by cartoonist Kyle Baker, published in 2003. As a concept, the book was rather simple, a story about the U.S. government's attempt to compete with Nazi Germany's super soldier program by re-engineering the lost super soldier formula that turned Steve Rogers into Captain America through the murder and force expert uh, experimentation of 300 black army soldiers. Then editor-in-chief of Marvel, uh, Alex Olsano, asked Morales to pitch the idea of a black Captain America who was created by the same real historical and racist uh, philosophies behind criminal medical studies like the Tuskegee syphilis study and campaigns of uh, the forced sterilization studies and others. After coming up with a supporting cast and editing, Morales said, I wrote a proposal that was so staggeringly depressing, I was certain they'd turn it down, but they didn't. In the pages of the series, Morales and Baker introduced an ensemble cast to represent numerous different uh, facets of early 20th century black life in America, but the only one of them to survive the ravages of war crime, forced uh, experimentation, and whims of racist officers was Isaiah Bradley, a new father of a baby girl he had never met. In the action climax of the the series, Bradley was ordered on a one-man suicide mission to destroy the Nazis' super soldier experimentation site. A fan of comic books, including the U.S. Army's motivational comics about the new super soldier known as Captain America, Bradley connected the dots between what had happened to him in the story of Steve Rogers, and just before the mission, he stole Captain America's uniform to wear and succeeded in destroying Nazi Germany's base in a harrowing sequence in which stumbles through rooms stacked high with piles of corpse, finds uh, just a lot of bad things. I'll just leave it there. Describe the concept of truth uh, belies. Uh, I'm kind of scrolling through because it just keeps going on. Um, you can find this article on on Polygon. Um, ultimately, that's kind of the story. So it, it, it's kind of wild. It, it's kind of wild. And then here I'll run through kind of their description of the brief brief appearance. So while a brief appearance in the Winter uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier second episode, it seems as though Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, version of Isaiah played by Carl Lumbly is not that different from the one in the comics. And you see that in the episode. When you're introduced to Isaiah, he is he's torn down. He he doesn't want to he doesn't want any part of it. I mean, and the story here uh kind of explains why. Because in the show you don't really get it other than Bucky's trying to hide it from Falcon. Falcon's like, what the fuck, dude? No one ever said anything about an African American or black Captain America. What the fuck? Uh, this is not a known thing, and uh, the story the story continues. So that's kind of, and I don't know if I I have no clue if 
um, the Isaiah Bradley character is going to come back or if it's going to play a pivotal role in a future episode. However, it was like, wow, this is this is wild. And so the reason I bring up the the entrance or the alleyway was clearly it was showing some uh, racially racial identification kind of uh, situation there with with both. Well, m- more than more. So with the Falcon, Anthony Mackie and the kids in the, in the, uh, the walkway as they recognize him, calling him Black Falcon. Um, and his reference to, hey, should I call you Black Kid? And then, and coincidentally, they uh, are going to Isaiah Bradley's, who had a, as far as the story arc goes, in the comics, a horrific uh, buildup and storyline of dealing with some very traumatic racial racially charged situations. And at the time, not only, not only on the home front dealing with this shit and the government dealing with this shit, but then they're fighting Nazi Germany and uh yeah so it's crazy so leaving that that sequence or that uh that little macro story that's told within this episode uh you leave isaiah's house he doesn't want anything to do with him he's like get the fuck out of here pretty much okay that's the uh, condensed rated r version that's the uh, disney plus plus uncut scene the martini cut okay so it's (laughs) that's what happens they exit the house and go into the street and they're they're walking and then Again, I don't know, maybe it was too much, maybe it was too little. There's uh, police officers show up uh, and there's the questioning, is he bothering you? And the reference was to Anthony Mackey bothering Bucky, which is an African-American or, or black American male uh, or just Anthony Mackey. I mean, I, I'm more of <laughs> kind of taking the approach that Anthony Mackey took to where it's like, I don't identify people generally by color or, or race it's just who they are by name as in their first or last name i i don't know anyways the police are questioning them and then they yeah shortly after doing so they figure it out it's oh it's falcon oh okay shit's fine um and then bucky however bucky has um a worn out for his rest because he did he missed his conditional terms of parole for doing his psychology treatment that's required every month or what have you. So once again, they uh they disappear in into the wind. And it leads to kind of the next next uh the next segment, which is how do we get Captain America? And, and I'm thinking this too at this point. I'm like what are they going to do with this John Walker character at this moment? Like they don't want a part of him. And of course that's how they do a reintroduction. Uh, Bucky is in jail. He gets released and then the Falcons there. And then, you know, John Walker's like, Hey, you know, I'm the one that got you out and Hey, I'm going to reduce your psychological requirements meeting with the doc. And then the doc comes in and then there's a funny sequence between there's actually a pretty funny sequence between the Falcon and, and Bucky in that room. Anyways, nonetheless, they get back outside. They start, they, they're, they're talking again. There's a little bit of camaraderie uh, more. So, Hey, we, we got to work together on this. That's where a bit more of development comes through. Um, still uncertain about the future of the four, which would be, you know, Falcon, Bucky, John Walker, Lamar Hoskins, AKA Battlestar. So captain Battlestar, Bucky and and Falcon so a good sequence 
of information and, and what's going on. Hey, we've got the resources, says Captain America and Battlestar. These guys don't have resources anymore. They're not they're not wealthy by any stretch of the imagination or have established resources. They don't have uh, Stark Industries. They don't have any of this. Because remember, this is after the snap. So shit's changed. So I'm going to leave those characters there. I'm going to just put those characters on the shelf right there. For all the dialogue between them, you got to watch the episode. I'm not going to go through a lot of deep dialogue. But I will say this because I want to get into uh, uh, the Flag Smashers here. I will say this. <clears throat> we got to see a lot of character development, a lot of new characters, um, and a lot of the interesting sequence. Seeing the Isaiah Bradley thing was an eye-opener for me. I was like, shit, I didn't even know they made this. Granted, the comic's only from 2003, uh, but the concept of where that could have lied in the Captain America timeline and how that impacted... Or how Bucky, I guess, at the time, because he was in Hydra, impacted what uh, Bradley or Isaiah Bradley's character could have been doing is a crazy thought. And then a character such as Anthony Mackie and the way that he portrays his character, um, the lineage of that on how that impacts him. It's like so many different things can be taken from those segments in addition to what the new John Walker and Lamar Hoskins are doing on top of it. So a very dynamic and very well-threaded kind of crazy story that I feel like was told in this episode too, um, with a lot, a whole shitload of things going on. So let's take a step back though. And let's talk flag smashers. Um, I wanted to cover these guys before I uh, wrap this episode up. So flag smashers, as I said, earlier we got introduced to them in episode one where the boss essentially kicks the shit out of uh the falcon's uh buddy uh and going into this episode you know there's vengeance to be had and that's really what draws bucky and and uh uh the winter soldier together now throughout several sequences of these guys what do we know well we know for a fact that these guys have some ability of, of super strength where they're getting that ability i don't know to me that's a question because why is there a big ass group of just super strong ass people um that's still in question i don't th- that's not clear there are supporters of it so what they're what they're reigning uh terror is is you know we're i don't know if they're going as far as the comics or how far they're going to take it but they're essentially like uh anarchists they want to turn things the way they were before the snap, they want to revert things. They want to align with their own beliefs. And if you're in their way, they're going to they're gonna smash you. And at this point, we also recognize that they're a global organization. There's a lot of people that support them. We got to see a sequence where this, uh, this I believe it's a father, is like, oh, come here. And he, and he got this house all prepped up for him and lodging and food and all of this stuff for him. So you get outside support. Now, a couple of other things that were brought out in this episode that I want to highlight. So we also got a actual flag smasher character because last episode we didn't get shit other than this is the boss. This is, this is the deal now again. Well, let's see, let's see what this article covers. So MCU wiki, I'm looking at flag smasher, Carly Morgan Tau, 
uh, aliases Flag Smasher's little girl and Robin Hood. Now, the original Flag Smasher was Carl Morgenthau, so the actual character in the comic. So uh, let's see what it says. We're not playing no more. We can't let the same assholes who were put back on the power after the blip win. The GRC care more about the people who come back than the ones who never left. We got a glimpse of how things could be. I need to know that you're all committed because after tomorrow, there's no going back. That's Flag Smashers 2. Flag Smashers. Or that's Flag Smasher Carly to the Flag Smashers. Um, so here, here's just some brief dialogue. Carly, also known as Flag Smasher, is a masked anarchist and leader of the anti-patriotism group, the Flag Smashers. A little bit of bio at the Gaysel Bank. Carly uh, provides masks for the other group, Flag Smashers and Joaquin Torres. So they get attacked and rob a bank. Following the robbery, uh, Carly disappeared into the crowd with the money while Dovich attacked uh, police officers and Torres. So it actually wasn't Carly that attacked them. It was a different person. Uh, another comment from him, the world is ours. There's no going back. Uh, let's see. This is, okay, so here, this actually answers it because one of the things, one of the lingering things is, are they on some super soldier serum? What, like, what are they on? And, and this may answer it. So powers and abilities. So artificially enhanced uh, physiology. Uh, I'm going to fuck that word up. I don't know why. Maybe it's too early in the morning. Um, so, uh, so they are on some type of super soldier serum enhanced, which enhanced her abilities. Uh, she's obviously got enhanced strength, um, expert combatant, and and several others. Uh, there's a lot of other allies, I guess, I guess listed, and there's a lot of enemies listed. As, actually, this is a pretty cool site. So the MV, MCU wiki has a shitload of things in the comics. Carl um, was the son. So this is the, the actual story and they altered it, which is like I said earlier, I mean, they're taking stuff from the eighties. They took stuff from 2003. They're, they're building and it's so crazy because they're using all this as source material to create the universe in which the Falcon winter surgery resided. And it's awesome to be able to kind of tie some of this back and then look forward and, and really consider if these things happened in the big story, that's crazy. Or what's the story to be told? So it's very exciting to me. I don't know. Um, so Carl was the son of wealthy Swiss, Swiss banker turned diplomat. Carl wanted to follow in his father's footsteps uh, and became a diplomat until the father was trampled to death in a riot. At an embassy, Carl then became anti-nationalist supervillain named Flag Smasher and an enemy of Captain America. Flag Smasher is the ninth character in the Marvel Cinematic to be depicted as a different gender from its counterpart in the comics, um, which it, it talks about several of those, which is fine. To me, it doesn't, at this point, I could care less what gender it is. It's just the way that they're depicting it is, is pretty wild and it's pretty cool. So that's the Flag Smashers. They're stealing shit. They're organizing. They're growing. They're doing... The, they're gonna they're gonna be a bit of raucous to the to the folks over at the uh, Falcon and Bucky Land. So they're a major disruptor in the story and in, in what they're trying to do. Now that that was very well established in this episode. It was also established that these guys aren't fucking around. They they have superpowers as far as uh, the physical strength. 
they are combatants. They have a lot of allies. They got a lot of, they've got a big network. So that's great. So that's established. So let me recap real quick and we'll end this episode as I'm running a bit longer than I had intended, but that's okay. So Bucky and the Falcon are back together. They're buddies at the moment. Uh, John Walker and Lamar Hoskins, AKA Battlestar and Captain America. We know that those two are together. So we got two duos, um, the new guard versus the old guard. They may be working together. I'm assuming they're working together in the next episode. Who knows? Um, we'll see. I feel like they're going to have to to some degree, but I do feel like there's going to be uh, a lot of tension between them because of their beliefs, because of the direction they want to go, and because of uh, who the enemies are and what's going to be pulled into the stories beyond this. I also believe it was a crazy thing to bring Isaiah Bradley's character in. I think that was cool. I think that was a out-of-the-box sequence, a thing. Did they have to do it? No, but they did do it nonetheless, and it was a cool way to introduce a different story into it. And goddamn, these guys are selling a lot of fucking comics because of this, because you got to consider every time they bring in, so now the Battlestar number one comics, whatever his first appearance was, just went through the roof. John Walker's comics just went through the roof. That 2003 Isaiah Bradley story, even as crazy and as uh difficult as the article said it was for the character itself the comics are going to be going through the roof flag smasher and stuff with them i guarantee those comics are probably going through the roof at this time as well so captain america comic books at this time if you grabbed them early you're going to be in a good position it's also crazy to consider what else are they going to add from the captain america storylines back into it and it also makes you wonder did Steve Rogers have any other things going on with these guys uh, or not? Because remember he was in, he was an ice block in the ocean there for, for a hot minute. So as we wrap this episode, there's one guy that I did not include as of yet. Cause I'm going to run more on spe- uh, speculation than anything. Cause we didn't get a whole lot from him. We've got the internal dialogues and in controversy with the heroes in this story. We've got the flag smashers growing and amassing. And now we've also got Baron Zemo. So we've got a official little short clip of, of him in the end of the episode, of course, or Brahm Zemo. I don't know why I called him Baron Zemo. Brahm Zemo. And, or Baron Zemo. Why does it say Brahm? Uh, I did have it right in the beginning. Who is going to be coming I guarantee in the next episode, because there's still rumors that there's only six episodes, and I hope those rumors are wrong. I hope there's at least eight episodes. So I don't know what side, and if any side, he's going to play or if he's going to be an independent bad guy or is he pulling back with Hydra Roots or is he going to mess with Flag Smasher. But what we do know is that's going to cause quite a situation in episodes to come if you consider that the four of these the four heroes in this story got beat up by a handful of uh, flag smashers granted they were not coordinated they weren't aligned they weren't doing training sessions and gathering synergy together like the avengers and the other groups of heroes that we've seen in the past however if a handful of flag smashers can beat these beat these heroes what do you think Baron Zemo's gonna do once he gets once he gets bearing and starts to reach through his Hydra roots or what have you. Um, 
it's going to be an interesting story and it's going to be an interesting tale to take, especially because then you're really going to get Bucky going once he discovers uh, what his ties is. Or is he an underlying boss that kind of lays low and builds his, amasses his network and army and or whatever it is he's trying to amass, whether it's technology, maybe maybe he wants to try to get into Wakanda to get some minerals or wh- whatever. It could be anything. But damn, does it set up the story for episode three, four, five, six, seven, whatever. But the next episode, I feel like uh, we're, we're going to continue to see a lot of interesting things. I hope that they keep developing and adding characters. Good Lord. Getting, uh, what did we get? We got uh carl the flag or carly the the flag smasher that was brought out in this episode isaiah bradley was brought out in this episode lamar hoskins was brought out in this episode uh baron zemma was uh shown actually in this episode i mean that's four characters granted only probably uh three of them are going to continue i would guess um but good lord let it let it continue so i think that's all i got guys a little bit of speculation some fun walking this uh walking through some of the characters in the story with you today. I appreciate you tuning in to on this episode with Falcon and Winter Soldier episode two. I'm your host, Anthony. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, guys, if you're listening to this today, we dropped the, uh, when available, we dropped the, uh, on this episode on the Saturdays and we're highlighting current MCU shows that are in the running and, and maybe in the future we'll cover others. Um, but consider this, on the schedule, we have the Thursday news desk. We've got the Friday show. We've got on this episode on Saturday. Tomorrow we'll have the weekend one on Sunday. Monday we have Monday Madness. That's five episodes. We also have uh, some midweek specials that'll be coming out and so much more. So you're at minimum getting five episodes a week here on the Culture Jack Podcast. And on occasions, you may get six or seven or what have you. So a lot of content. We try to spread it out. We try to. Um, come up with a lot of original content and then we, we run off of uh, content that's available to us and build it up in our version so as always thank you i appreciate you listening to this episode make sure and follow us on apple uh, on stitcher on spotify on any platform that you're listening to us just hit the follow button share it if you love the content and that's what we got for you until next saturday folks thank you so much for tuning in and i hope you had an incredible weekend